How's it going, my friends? My name is Ricky Senpai, and welcome to episode 13 of the Nijin Crossover Podcast. With me, I have Simba Sensei, as always. Hey, what's up, everybody? And today's podcast is a podcast that we've got a lot of topics that we like to discuss. Chock-a-block full of topics. Um, a lot of big news happening in the gaming world, but before we get to that, let's ask Simba, how has your week been, my friend? Oh, it's been all right, man. Just real hectic mm. and just busy at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think... In regards to Ninja Gaming, I think everything's kind of good, to be honest. Mm. We're kind of really feeling yeah. really good in the in regards to the direction that we're taking this, um, and you know, pumping out a lot more content than we were able to, um, you know, last year. So, off to a good yeah. start. Yeah, we are off to a good start, and um, I think the last podcast, last podcast, was a good podcast for us to just air out everything we needed to get out there. Yeah, definitely, man. It set the you know set the platform for us, you know, and kind of made us accountable. You know, we've told people what we want to do, um, mm. and now you know we're just gonna try and stick to it from now on, um, not disappoint yeah. our our audience. Mm. <laughs> and that's a good thing. It's I'm glad as well. And to get the ball rolling, we have three topics that we'd like to discuss with you guys today, and also for you guys to be able to share with us as well. And you guys see this on our socials, but number one will be nostalgia versus innovation in gaming we have a few tweets from a renowned destiny streamer in regards to nostalgia and is it unfair for players especially in destiny or it can be most other games as well that hold nostalgia to a standard and they judge a lot of games based on feelings that they had or emotions that they had uh, prior to that number two we will be talking about attack on titan which is the anime segment of the podcast and also talking about it's last season, and me and Simba have seen and are up to date with oh. Attack on Titan, so we have a few hot uh, so takes good. on it. it. It was pretty good, eh? <laughs> we are anime watchers, by the way, um, for Attack on Titan. We have read the manga, so if we go through it and people who watch the manga uh, grill us for our opinions, please know <laughs> that we, we strictly watch the anime for Attack on Titan, by the way. Yeah. And lastly, we will be talking about Breath of the Wild on the Nintendo Switch it's a game me and Simba currently playing through, and so far, we are enjoying it so much. Definitely. Very much. You're enjoying yeah. it as well, Simba? Yeah, big time, man. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to argue if the Switch Lite is better than the regular Switch. <laughs> which I think it is. Mate, nah, man. No competition whatsoever. So with that, my friends, let the podcast commence. So the thing is, is that... um. Should we read the t- should we w- read the tweet out? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read the tweet? Do you want to read the tweet or something? Have you got it in front of you? I need to. I do. Ha- I've got it on my phone, but um, if you can bring it up faster. If oh not, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yes. This tweet. This tweet is from. Is it Grenada? Grenada Jake? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Grenada yeah. Jake. Yeah. Grenada Jake. Um, and his tweet. Um, was a random thought, and this, and this is how it goes. Um, nostalgia creates unfair standards for video games and their developers. Often, gamers look back to their favorite time in the game's history and expect the game to get back to that time. Fortnite Season 3, Destiny 1, The Taken King, and countless other examples come to mind. The issue is that these games reached their peak for reasons entirely out of the developer's control. These games were at their peak when they were new, and new games bring so much with them. New communities... So people are making friends and meeting people. New concepts, so people fall in love with the game because it's fresh and different from anything they've seen before. 
And guess what else comes with new games? A thriving player base offering quick and easier matchmaking as well as limitless opportunities to network. After a game has aged enough, getting back to the concepts that made these games hit wild peaks and literally impossible, yet many gamers demand we get back to the good old days of the game they play. It's an unfair standard to push on the developers. Be grateful for those great times that were provided. Continue to push and advocate for necessary changes in your game of choice. And recognize that some aspects of what made these games so incredible are not able to be recreated. Another note, nostalgia can often cloud our memory too. We often forget about the bad parts of the game that have been corrected or improved since. Interesting. And a really interesting tweet as well, because when you had sent that to our chat, mm. I think immediately we started discussing um, just how very true Grenada Jake's points were. Oh, definitely, man. It's 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 just unfortunate. Like, and it, it's funny because you know because we're like consumers of like you know these games that were that we're playing, and especially Destiny. You know, we mm. can't help it but like be like, oh man, you know what it would be like to go back to the good old days of like taking King and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I think he, he has a point. I, I kind of agree uh, with them because when you have a fresh new game and then you have these fresh new initiatives, it's really hard to create with a game that's kind of like been around for what, five or six years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Cause my, it's just to put this into context for everyone. Um, Destiny 2, uh, Destiny was uh, our main game, mm. but uh, recently Destiny 2, right now, if you guys know the game, has taken a big dive bomb and people are complaining left, right and center and yeah. people are just, yeah, it's, the game is such in a bad state right now where it's kind of unfair because we always judge Destiny 2 against Destiny 1, even though Destiny 2 has uh, more plethora of content, like way more, like, and I mean, like, it's not even like funny how much more, but Destiny 1 always seems to be a standard uh, for us to refer to because it's nostalgic but you're right from that tweet he does mention that um we often forget the mistakes that those games had because even though taking king was good destiny one did have its fair share of problems like mm. it's i remember the lack of activity at one point the lack of loot but i agree with you simba i really do think that nostalgia uh, with whatever game especially they can be the same for anime as well you know we, yeah, it's like true. people can comparing naruto is better than boruto but while we think it's we do it, it is better like mm. that's not nostalgia that's facts yeah that's facts but it's i think it's it'll be unfair for consumers now to judge boruto um and naruto but based it on nostalgia because um you know there, there may be some people like it's funny because my little brother uh mentioned a few things about boruto that he liked and he he honestly thinks that the story is it flows better boruto mm. The first, I think, first 50 episodes, he was telling me that it flows much better. But I was like, bro, you're only 15, 16. What do you know about how stories <laughs> supposed to flow? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, it's it's funny you say that. Because I didn't really think about um, applying it to anything else but gaming. Mm. But, like, the fact that you said, like, you apply it to anime. Like, you know, I'm already thinking about, like, how people compare it to, like, movies and, like, um, TV series, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, the, the, the problem is, is that... It's hard to emulate another response to a game, like mm. the same kind of response. Like I remember when Taken King came out, it was like the first time. Was that when they remastered all the raids? They 
Was that Taken King? No. No, that was, was... No, Taken King was... Oh, no, Taken King was... What's his face? That um, was Oryx. That's Oryx, when they yeah. Fixed, yeah, that's when they fixed a lot of the issues in the game and hit them. them. It was the biggest DLC at the time to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I think just... Man, I think in general, just Destiny 1's, like... Like, lifespan and, like, what they've done was... Uh, kind of like... that. That That's what people are trying to get back with Destiny 2, but it's really hard, eh? It's really hard, and that and that's the problem when you set like a high standard with a game, like I don't know what game developers can do, like to kind of like meet that standard. Um, what Grenada, what Grenada Jake said about um, that part where he said that it's it's completely out of the developers' control, like how the game got to that point, like mm. um, that's so true. Like so, sometimes a game reaches such like it reach reaches a height that you know it's, it's kind of like euphoric and even the it's, it's funny because even the developers don't know how the game got so popular and they they don't know themselves how to recreate it because if they did then i don't think we'd have that problem you know what's yeah. funny what they should have done with destiny is that they should have just carried on with the way destiny one was and just everything shooting mechanics like you know this like just everything just be destiny one but just keep giving us expansions right i don't yeah. think they should have worked on a destiny two because the first thing we noticed is that when you play Destiny 2, the mechanics were a bit off. They're, you know, they didn't feel like D1. Like it's, but like I said, like you're, when you showed me that tweet, I, I, thinking now as a, as a person who has a brain instead of thinking by feelings is that Destiny 2 is actually a really, it was a really, this is when Forsaken came out. Forsaken came out. It was a really well thought out game up until that point. And they did really good things to fix it. Mm. But like I said, man, we just keep going back to Destiny 1, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, man. And and and, and that's that's just... It just shows what uh, Grenada Jake is saying, like, is just completely true for us consumers of games, man. And it's... Yeah, I think we do have to take, like, a page out of his book and, you know, really appreciate what's been done already. And then we just got to move on. <laughs> and that's what we're doing, you know? We're, we're moving on to other things. Um, not necessarily staying with Destiny, but, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, Destiny was a part of my, you know, gaming history. A huge chunk of it, to be honest. Like I, I don't think I've, that game yeah, I've never pumped so many hours into a game and, yeah. until Destiny came along. I feel but, the same way. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think not only that, but like, not only Destiny, but you have also like other competition as well with the games that are releasing alongside, um, you know, Destiny Two and any other games. You know, mm. you're it's not only not only comparing it to, um, the game itself that um in the past, but you also have like other games that are releasing as well that people will compare it to or people will end up going to instead of that game because yeah. they have like a, you know, mechanic that they like better. So, not only is it competing with nostalgia but it's also competing with you know what's being released at the time and there's always a lot of hype with new games man always a lot of hype it is it's it's yeah i mean innovation to me is is what keeps the gaming industry alive if you're not able to innovate every like every year or every time you come out with a new game then people are just gonna stop playing your game i mean it's it's it, kind of compared to nintendo in terms of innovation like if, you, if you're gonna go talk if you talk about graphics like 
Nintendo had taken so many years to even innovate to get and now I think the best you can see it is a seven twenty. That's that's the max. Yeah. I think that's the max that you can play uh the games at and it's 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 crazy because instead of them innovating uh what the visual effects which is, which things that look pretty, they've just focused on gameplay. And it's always Definitely. been the gameplay that's kind of pushed Nintendo games far like far ahead of the pack when it comes to gameplay. But it's i think innovation versus nostalgia is such a it's that's going to be an ongoing battle it's yeah. definitely going to be an ongoing battle because you know when you said when you sent me the pictures of those tweet it's immediately i, I thought of i i thought of destiny it may mm-hmm. be because grenade jake is a well-known destiny streamer as well so if the big streamers in destiny are feeling this way because yesterday i was watching a video by as the cross mm-hmm another big destiny um streamer gamer uh, content creator and he's just he's never made like kind of videos where he says he's sick of stuff he's always making like positive stuff about the yeah game. that's true yeah and it's the first time he's made a video about him being upset with the game and the way stasis which is the new subclass in destiny um is ruining the game and i don't think bungie has addressed it yet and hasn't said anything about it which is why a lot of people are up in arms so yeah any final you got any final any final thoughts any final things to say about nostalgia versus innovation not really but like i think that's what you know at the end of the day these gaming developers you know they are trying to be innovative and Mm. it's a hit or miss every time you know like with destiny 2 and i remember how you were saying before like they should have just kind of like copy and pasted destiny 1 or they should have just carried on with destiny 1 and come out with dlcs and not change anything about it but there's nothing wrong there was nothing yeah, wrong with it there wasn't anything wrong with it there was nothing wrong where destiny one finished it ended on a high which was yeah. which was really cool um but then like you know i think what uh what's going on in the minor game developers is that okay guys what can we do to make this better and yeah, that's, that's always true. going to be and it's always going to be a hit and miss man but yeah you know this is unfortunate the destiny community it's really opinionated a lot of opinions and it is sad to see that a lot of um you know people who are up there in the destiny community like um as the cross and all that you know that they're falling off destiny and that just say something big time just say something about yeah says a lot about it yeah Yeah, that's yeah yeah that's i've got nothing else to add to it you know that was a beautiful way to wrap that segment up moving on to our second topic uh this here was something that i brought up to simba and we kind of mentioned uh back and forth i might have forgot to mention at the start but that was uh a certain uh price hike for xbox live game pass (laughs) yeah and if you guys didn't already know xbox uh announced that they would raise the prices of xbox live gold uh game pass i think it was and Mm. the prices were for they raised it from i think this is this is going off american prices i think american prices are around six dollars something but they raised it to eleven dollars a month they ra- also raised it um the three month package to thirty dollars and this is us dollars by the way so that's about 60 bucks new zealand pretty much mm. and then the six month subscription they raised it to sixty dollars which if you wanted to buy it for a year that's 120 dollars uh, us so you just think about it. If you convert that to New Zealand dollars, that's what two forty. Yeah, roundabout two forty a year. But there was so much outrage from the community and people who play Xbox that the price hikes were way too high. 
So immediately, I think a, a couple of hours later, Xbox <laughs> uh, announced again that they will reverse the price changes. Mm. So what me and Simba are going to be doing is pretty much giving our perspective on whether or not Microsoft should have died on their hill by sticking to the price, or it was a good thing for them to go back on what they originally stated and making things much cheaper. So I'll ask for your thoughts first, Simba, before I give my spicy take. I think, I mean, like, it, it kind of shows that maybe that there's something wrong at Xbox, maybe. Not something wrong, I mean, like, maybe they're trying to... Because it, obviously it's a, it's a way for them to make some more money. And it kind of just gets me thinking, like, man, like, what's happening behind the scenes? Like, do they really... Like, for them to push this um, with their you know, with the community, um, mm. might, must, might indicate something that something's happening in the background. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, mm. why they do this. Like, you know, maybe they're trying to make up for some money lost or, or, or whatnot. But man, to be honest, if I think about it, um, mm. cause this is for Xbox live gold. Eh? This is just for the online subscription. Yeah. 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 And was it for game pass as well? I think it was for game cause it's, it's not, they're not, um, they're separate, separate thing anymore yeah they're, they're all just the one thing they're just one thing okay yeah um i mean i wouldn't mind paying that much for the catalog of games that, that they give us like every all the time that they have available for us to download yeah like it's so much like you know people but do you think do you think it's you it's because you can afford it it's because i can afford it yeah it is yeah, because yeah. i can afford it um so you're speaking from a from a rich man's pocket not a rich man's pocket, pocket I mean. Okay, a well-off man's pocket. I mean, 240 a year, man. Like, shh, that's not asking for much. I mean, okay, sorry. I mean, there's people out there who, you know, who are struggling and stuff. And, you know, fair enough, like, if you can't, you know, afford it. And I think because in the past they've cut down this price so much, like, so bad that there's bound to be some losses already. Somewhere. What I've heard is that the 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 Xbox Series S, um, it's 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 really really digging into Microsoft. They're losing a lot of money because of that. Mm, really? Yeah, yeah. They they they're, they're making the price. Remember, it's cheaper than the digital version of the PS Five, and it's it's co- it cost them a lot to uh yeah yeah. So they apparently yeah yeah they're they're losing a lot of money. So maybe you maybe are right. There's probably might be the turmoil that you're speaking of behind the scenes i mean like because um one one of my one of my mates from um from work you know he just got himself a pc and i was just telling him like um you know what kind of things to sub- subscribe to just to get the most out of you know his make his pc experience like you know a little bit better and then i mm. told him to subscribe to xbox game pass the pc one and i went onto their website and then the promotion was to get xbox game pass for a dollar for the next three months yeah and I'm like, yeah. my gosh! And then like, you pay six ninety nine after that, um, a month. And I'm just like, mate, that's that's a deal. And if people are jumping on this like left, right, and center, like, there's bound to be some losses somewhere. And I think like you know, if you look at this from a business perspective, like you know, Xbox is trying to compete with PlayStation. They're trying to get people on their side. Now that people are on their side, you know, they're kind of like looking back at like, oh man, maybe we probably gave them a bit too much of the cake or a little mm. bit too much of the pie that uh, we shouldn't have and maybe they're trying to make some money back i guess um, let's yeah um 
think I, I think as a consumer though, like I, I like if I just had to bring it down to one like simple answer, like I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't mind that price. Only because yeah. of the content that they've given us, that they're giving yeah. us, and for also like how many months I've been on Game Pass for like dirt cheap. Yeah, and see, I think that's from a person who who kind of has a well-rounded perspective. But judging off the comments that I've seen from their posts and on Reddit and on forums, it's they've just everyone has just been really, really, just like vile towards the towards yeah. uh, Xbox, especially when they first announced it. But when they went back on their word. Then the community started calling them out for, oh, why are you stepping back? Why are you making? Yeah. Was this all a publicity stunt? Blah blah blah. But they have to remember that Xbox, Microsoft, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, one of the great, um, you know, one of the great icons of uh, Microsoft and gaming in general. You know, he has. It's it's sad because he's always been a man of the people. He's always been. He's the, he's the dude who fixed the debacle. Remember when Xbox first came out, Xbox One first came out, yeah. and you had to be online to play or even log in games. And you know they had that guy, and he he pretty much brought Xbox from the dead. Mm. But to see them, you're you're so right. I, I concur with your point. The fact that Xbox and Microsoft has given us so much, just so much content with that dollar, that one dollar for Game Pass on PC. And I'm the same as you. I downloaded Gears of War. I downloaded like the Yakuza mm. series, and I'm playing that so much. Even if you go to the Game Pass on the Xbox, the Microsoft Store, the amount of games that you get for free to play, it's crazy. I get PlayStation doesn't even compare no. to what PlayStation does. Has nothing compared to Xbox and Microsoft. So I think it's kind of unfair for the community just to to just go ahead and say, "Hey, man, it's." You guys are raising way too much money, blah, blah, blah. But you need to think the amount of content that people are getting, you're playing peanuts for that. Pretty much. <laughs> play, you guys are paying, paying peanuts. But maybe I'm saying this because I'm an adult um, and me and Simba can, you know, we can fork out the money to be able to, to pay for the services. But speak like from, from uh, you know, I think a lot of people who have Xboxes, they're also younger people as well. Mm. So it's them asking their parents, hey, mom, can you, can you spare you know 60 bucks for three months for subscription based programs for me to play video games so it's it's a way 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 situation type of thing but personally if i was microsoft i would have just died on the hill i would have just said look we're giving you all this content you either mm. pay for it or you don't like playstation like shit they've it's it's kind of like this is what I, if playstation came out with this announcement People are going to complain and, 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 and stuff, but they're not going to leave PlayStation. There's just no way in how they're going to stop playing their PlayStation. Nah. And also, I forgot to mention is that um, you needed a online um, you needed an online pass uh, Xbox Live to be able to play the free games like Apex right. Legends and Fortnite. Yeah. But that they waived that off completely as well. So it's actually a free game where you get to play uh, multiplayer for free as well. And also Warzone. Yeah. Oh, see? I mean, like... Maybe, yeah, I think I agree with you as well. They should have just, you know, they should have just stuck with what they said. Um, yeah. Because they know their, their, val- they know their value compared they to... Know their value. Yeah, compared to um, PlayStation and um, the other consoles that they're competing with. Like, yeah, they should have just... I reckon they should have just backed themselves, man, and just stayed there. <laughs> but, hey, man, like, I think them going back on their word... Um, kind of says a lot as well like you know they they are they do care about their community they don't want anyone to be mad or anything and 
um, I think that people should just stop talking now that they've gone back on their yeah. decision. Like, you know, they've appeased or pleased um, their, you know, wanting to just go back to the normal price. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, well, I guess now they may, maybe, maybe if now, like, because they're going back to the same price that they had, they might not release as much games anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's you know, you don't know what's going to happen after that. Like they're probably like now back at the drawing board, like, all right, guys, you know, what are we going to do now? We tried to make some money here. We got to try and cut some, like, you know, expenses elsewhere. Somewhere else, yeah. 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 It's just, it's crazy because innovation is not a cheap thing. Never, man. Because if you, if you look at what Microsoft is doing, Xbox, is that they've they they had that big cloud where you can stream like games onto your phone, yeah, as well. That's true. Yeah. So all of that, all of the innovating stuff, you don't see PlayStation doing that kind of stuff. Nope. Like PlayStation, they're so conservative in their response to to wanting to 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 be more innovative mm. in certain areas. I mean, yeah, they got the new PS Five, but it's kind of like they still want to monopolize themselves by themselves because they know they 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 make so much money just by themselves. That they don't have to really innovate too much. Yeah. Because what you've noticed, Xbox and Nintendo, they have a really good relationship in cross games and stuff like that. They've had, they've got really good relationships. Like um, I, I was listening to a Nintendo podcast uh, the other day, and I remember he, I, I was hearing on a Smash, you know, on Smash, I think they've got Ma, they've got Master Chief on Smash. Um, on Smash Bros. Smash Bros. I'm not sure. He's a, he's a character you can play with on it. Some, something along the lines there, but I know they have a really good relationship. Yeah. Um, Phil Spencer and Nintendo, which is a really cool thing. But apparently PlayStation was a real hard it was a real hard push for them to include them. This is during Fortnite when they wanted to have crossplay. Yeah. PlayStation was they 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 pretty much just dragged their feet to the show because everyone was complaining that they're not um being part of the you know the gaming community. Mm. But PlayStation is always last to join uh the innovation community and it just kind of goes to show that i think like i said i've always admired phil spencer and the guys over at xbox for being daring and it just yeah. kind of sucks that people just you know people kind of appreciate that they're getting good stuff and they yeah. want to pay like cheap for like for good innovation i just don't get it just don't get it yeah man there's yeah that's you summed it up real nice there <laughs> yeah that's Okay, moving on to our next topic is we'll go moving on to our anime segment of the podcast. And everyone knows this season that the hottest anime out right now is Attack on Titan. And a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype between uh, amongst fans because this is the final season and a lot of big things do happen. People who read the manga have already understood and they know exactly what's going to happen. But for the pure anime watchers, this right now is a thrill. The, the ride to get to where we are now in the episode how many how many episodes are there now like six or seven, seven. i think seven 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 i think yeah i know declaration of war was number five or six and then oh, there yeah. was two more assault. after that yeah assault, yeah two more uh, after that. yeah yeah so the latest episode me and simba had just finished watching it or i watched it yesterday simba just oh simba watched it yesterday as well yeah and what we what we want to do is we want to discuss everything that's going on so just before we get into, because me and Simba are going to dig around and talk about a few things, this is a spoiler alert. If you do not want to hear us talk about the anime, especially the last season, please, we ask that you speed forward to our next subject. But 
for people who don't care and for people who who've already watched and you want to hear us talk about it we are going to be talking about attack on <clears> titan um the latest season and what we're up to now so my question is to you simba how are you enjoying the latest season oh, of attack on titan man it's so good eh? i yeah like i love the fact that um like the first half or like the first part of um the latest season like it just focused on you know uh Raina and you know their little community like yeah, their yeah. what are they called they called the um oh you can help me with this one what are they called the oh man i forgot anyway yeah it, it's just good to see that they're focusing on like Raina and like you know the other uh three um the three the other three titans like three the, beast. the warriors yeah the yeah the, yeah and it's so cool like you know they have their they have people who are you know lined up to six like to six to take their spot you yeah, see yeah, yeah yeah like after when you know when i don't know if they die or when they ready to hand it over you know they have people who are lined up you know and i find that i found that quite interesting you know yeah um that they actually have people ready to go um if they need to transfer like the beast titan or like um, you know the the cart titan or or any of those guys, um, and yeah. like you know the, the the hot topic that was going on at the time was, um, in their like world was who's gonna take over um the armor titan, you know yeah, it was between titan, yeah. it was between um I, know, I forgot their names but it was between the girl and the and the it's boy. Braun, it's Braun and uh, shit, I actually thought the, the <clears throat> girl's name, but she's yeah. pretty prevalent in the in the current episode. Yeah, Baron, she's yeah. she's real gutsy, man. Like. You know, I'm, like I remember the episode where she walked, um, you know, went out to, um, destroy like the tanks, those armored the first tanks. Episode. Yeah, yeah. And she just ran out and was like, "I'm gonna prove to you guys that I deserve to be the armor titan," and just walked out to the no man's land and you know just went out there for grenades. But oh my gosh, as soon as soon as Aaron uh, came on the scene, man, I was like, I didn't even know he was there. I didn't even know that guy was him. Did you yeah. know that, that was him? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what it was. You knew? Oh, damn. Yeah. I was like, looking at him, I was like, bro, who is this guy where he looks... Yeah. <laughs> looks like a scientist, in, in, in my opinion, but like... Is, this is when... The, you're talking about when they first... When uh, Brown runs up to him. Yeah, the, yeah. The first year, and I knew it was him. Sure oh, you knew it was him. Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder if a lot of people knew it was him or if it was just me. But like. it was smart. It was a smart it was smart play at it, right? Like the, how it kind of showed him falling on the ground and stuff, and then... <laughs> Brawn's over to go and kind of help him up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's... Shucks, man. Yeah. And just after that, like, after finding out that it was Aaron and then everyone rushing in from, like, you know, you got Mikasa, you've got Levi, you've got, like, you know, all the old guys from, like, you know, the, the regiment and stuff. Like, they're all mm. still there. Um, shit, man. It just, it just went heavy from there, that declaration of war. And then that new yeah. titan... Um, the Warhammer Titan. Warhammer Titan, you know, we got to see that. Yeah. Uh, first thing, and like, no one knew who it was, even until then. Yeah. Shit, man. So much has happened, bro. I, I, and like, I remember, like, after, when Declaration of War came out, and yeah. every episode after that, the like, other two episodes, I just, every time I'm watching it, I just can't contain myself. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's true. Everything that happens, man, and, um, yeah, like, shoot. Like the latest episode, like the one where I just lost my shit, was when um, oh, what happened? It was when Levi. This when Levi showed up. Yeah, he showed up, and when he showed up, he took out the 
he took out the beast titan um remember when um the it was i think it was it the jaw yeah he saved he's he actually saved aaron first time yeah. he saved aaron from the jaw titan trying to bite his neck yeah yeah and then yeah. um and then the the jaw titan um what he went over to go i think he went somewhere he yeah. got distracted i forgot what where he was running to but he went somewhere and then after that like you know the cart titan was distracted and all of a sudden man just that split second levi came up and just cut his neck and i was like oh <laughs> and then he like had a like a grenade as well yeah and he just yeah. shit man that I was... yeah i don't think he's dead no I, no i he... think that yeah, no. yeah i think he probably just chucked it and then gapped it but and then like of course you know everyone was wondering you know, where the hell is um Armin? and then he shows up and just destroys all the you know all the boats and all that stuff in the um in the harbor and shit man even he kill, even kill he was uh, yeah he was yeah. like you know it, it kind of it's kind of good to see that you know he's still trying to get used to the whole thing about being a titan and the mm. fact that he just killed like people like probably some innocents in there as well so, no, civilians, yeah, yeah civilians yeah. you know and he was like i remember like the subtitles like you know oh is this what you saw um you know when you were the colossal titan also, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just if I could just sum it up really quickly, I love the fact that they focused on like Rhinas, like you know, then the Beast Titan their community, and then you know it all kind of like they all clash like straight away, like from Declaration mm. of War. And yeah, it was, it was good. It set it up real nice, easing us into it. And now it's like the hype, the, the, mm. the hype time. So be interesting to see what happens next episode with um with Rhino finally getting into the into the mix looks yeah. pretty pissed eh looks pretty pissed but Rhino's gonna fuck shit up I <laughs> hope no one dies man I have a feeling someone's gonna die next ep- next episode but yeah we'll that's, see what do you reckon I think oh before kind of dissecting uh, the episodes what I wanted to comment on was uh, just the pacing in the story and how everything kind of flowed from the, fir- from the first episode of the new season to the last and I agree with you. I really do love the fact that they kind of, they focused on the people of Mali. Mali and they focused yeah. on, they focused on, like they pretty much, they humanized the Malians. They kind of, because remember last episode, last season, they kind of showed them as kind of like tyrants. Yeah. People who, yeah. but people don't really know that the his for people that don't know the history is that the, the Audians, they were, when they had the power of the Titans, they were pretty much, killed and they destroyed like they mass genocide and the malians are one of the people that were suffering at the hands of the aldeans and killed him and they were seen as tyrants but now it's kind of reverse thing where people last season thought that the malians were these those wretched hard people that you know that wanted war and destruction but they were actually just trying to fight back and pretty much pretty much do the same thing the aldeans did they wanted to take power for themselves but i love the fact that they kind of humanized the Malians to, to show their perspective. They showed that they're just normal people as well. People mm. who just have everyday lives. They even though they've kind of got like a hierarchy in the society, you can see that the Audians kind of have like a like a reminiscent style to how the Jews were kept in Germany. You know, with the armbands. Yeah. You know, they've got the armbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To signify so where true. they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're kind of they're they're viewed as a second class citizens um, in Mali. So it was cool to see. Uh, Ryan's story to see that he wanted redemption for his mom and himself 
because he wanted himself to be a full Malian so him and his mom can be saved. Mm. But his dad, obviously a full Malian, didn't want people knowing that he had actually fathered a kid to an Audian, to a second class citizen, which is kind of, it's, 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 it's weird for me to see it because for some reason I felt like it reminded me of Schindler's List. You remember watching the movie Schindler's List? Yeah. Yeah. Like masterpiece from Steven Spielberg. Mm. Um, I think I, I watched this in school. You, did you watch it at school as well? Nah, I just watched it because I, I think it was a couple of years back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I watched, I studied it for English, one of, one of my favorite movies. And everything about it was so reminiscent because it's it's the theme of their clothes. The clothes like they they went kind of, they've got cheese cutters. They've got like this real kind of nineteen thirties, nineteen forties kind of trench coats and everything. Yeah. yeah, trench coats and everything. And the Malian army they kind of look like the Gestapo. Gestapo were the German, uh, pretty much the German enforcers, policemen. They're, they're yeah, the worst, the worst. Yeah. Which mm. which got and. The thing I like about it is that from the very first episode flowing into uh, Declaration of War is that it did really well to keep us just mainly focused the whole time yeah. on the Malians. And like you said, out of nowhere, like like Aaron shows up, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that just free, 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 that, 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 that just blew my mind. Yeah, I remember sitting, I was sitting there in the lounge and Liz was, was watching her own thing and she just she felt me jolt her and I was like, bro, I couldn't believe this is how they, <laughs> this is when Braun ran up to, to Aaron and tried to pick him up. And I was like, you, you sly bastards. You try to make <laughs> Aaron look like he was just a normal guy, but you know, shit, I know what Aaron looks like, but, um, shit. yeah, that's what I wanted to comment more. So is that they did a brilliant job to, to bridge, uh, episode one through to the, to the latest episode story-wise. Mm. Yeah. Me you and know- Timber had a little argument in our in our <laughs> thing in, in, in our chat group chat because he is a aaron <clears throat> fanboy president of the aaron fanboy club <laughs> and i am a and i am a, a friend of uh rhino and to be honest like do you like what is it okay before i tell you my gripes with how uh the audience and levi and they were introduced in that like what's what's why do you do you steadfastly hold on to the fact that aaron um you don't care about the Malians, and I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't care about the Malians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the argument was like, you know, it was either Reyna or, or Aaron. Like, who who would mm. I back? Like, I reckon Reyna just this, yeah. the the reason why I go with Aaron is because Aaron's kind of like a one track. Like, you know, when his mind is set on something, you know, he's he's gonna try and achieve it, even though he might like get his arm cut off or he might like lose a limb or something along the way like he's just committed to it but like you know Reina or Reina like bro he, he shut down like he shut yeah. down he could have he could have maybe saved a lot of people if he had kind of like snapped out of the fact that you know he was because you know he was real guilty of what happened um, yeah, he's he just was. cut up yeah he was just real cut up about the guilt and you know I think yeah that's the only reason why <laughs> I just yeah. Plus, I don't want Aaron to die, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know, you know the you know the funny thing is, mm. is that after this after this you know four episode focus on the Malians and um and the Titans over there, and then having Aaron and them come in and you know start slaughtering everybody, the it really does like you know question like you know who's who are actually the good guys now. Yeah, because when the the Tibers, which is a 
the family that was concealing the Warhammer mm. Titan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The the leader, the head, actually made a good point. You know mm. that, he, and it was cool to actually see him announce and tell the world what really happened. You know that the yeah. king, that the actual king of the audience was, he was tired of of the mass slaughter, the genocide of of the war that he was constantly pursuing with the power that he had. That he wanted to make a hero. Mm. Um, to stop everything, you know, and for him just to stay with his own people where they are. And it was cool to see kind of it tie from there. But my thing that my, my, um, my gripe is with how they introduced is how they introduced, um, Levi in them. I didn't like the fact that, and, and keep in mind, like this, this is my perspective is that you got to remember, these aren't just regular Titans. This is the beast Titan, the, the cart Titan, you know the Warhammer Titan. You know the the, the Armor Titan. And the thing is, is that you, if you know, if you see all the, the the prior crew and stuff, you see Coney and all of them, and it's like they've become much more powerful than just these Titans because they're not regular. I, I'd understand if it's regular Titans because, but they seem so much OP mm. than what they were before. Yeah. And what I, I feel confused is that, bro, you guys are coming up against legit war Titans. These are Titans that. Uh, a thousand times better than just those big body that just yeah. walk around and eat people. These are the kind of titans that you don't want to run around. And then when the jaw titan was about to get sliced up, remember that scene he was about to get sliced up from Levi and them, and he was calling them, "Wow, these are the devils of the Aldians." Like, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. And he, what one thing he said like stuck with me is when he said, "What are you guys doing? I'm a titan." But the thing is, they they weren't scared. They were just charging on through to kill him. That's the only uh, thing I, I disliked is that they made them so OP that. They didn't flinch once, you know, they weren't scared of the beast titan of, and it's, it's a far cry from what it was like before. Maybe it's because they've been immune now because they've trained and they know what they're going to do. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But I just didn't like the way it happened. I wanted them to struggle more at least, you know, yeah. kind of struggle to fight because these are the pinnacle titans. These are the titans that are, these are the war titans. These are the ones that are going to mess you up real bad. But I just didn't like the way that they made them so OP. That's the only thing. only thing. You agree with that, or do you like the way that they've just pretty much come and just dominated? I understand Levi and Mikasa, like they they should be the two outliers because we've seen yeah. what Levi done to the Beast Titan last season. But we're talking about like how they were the rest of the group was introduced. Like, do you yeah. think that they were too OP, or do you think that it was kind of it, it balances them it balances out for some reason? No, I actually agree with you. Um, yeah, you know Levi and Mikasa are the only exceptions because you know they're they're different, but yeah, you know, the other guys, man, like they they're Asian, showed, <laughs> they just showed no fear, man. Yeah, everyone else, and like you know, I don't know. How, do you know how long the time skip was? How it must be years? a while because it looked judging from judging from how old Aaron looks. It must have been a few. It must be a couple of years because they did send scouts. They they were sending like scouts. I remember them saying there was a couple of years that they keep sending scouts over to the Aldean Island. And the yeah. and the ships keep getting destroyed, so based mm. on that, it must be a couple of years time skip. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Like I, I agree with you. I think with Titans like that, man, they should have struggled a little bit more. They should. Um, yeah, I think even even um, Mikasa and Levi should have struggled a little bit, in my That's opinion. That's kind of because I mean the yeah. Beast Titan is the only Titan that they've seen before, so Levi already knows. And it can already expect something. Like he, he already knows what to expect from the beast time. Yeah. 
but they've never met the other two. Really. I know the Cart Titan. They've, I think, they've seen the Cart Titan. Yeah. The Cart Titan saved. Um, oh, that's right. Um, the saved beast, the eh? beast. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. But see didn't, the Warhammer. They, they didn't really. Conf- they didn't really have like a confrontation. They didn't. Yeah, nah, they never met yeah, the jaw yeah. as well. Yeah. Like they you didn't... know, that was um that belonged to someone else. Who was Yamir? Was it Yamir? Eh? Yeah. She's the one that died, and then mm-hmm. thing took up. But that's what I. That's. I just don't like the fact that they were so OP, man. That just killed, definitely killed the vibe for me. And I wanted, maybe the manga readers know, and they're just, they're probably laughing at us because they're like, yeah. man, these people don't know. <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I would have loved the Beast Titan and, and Levi, their own episode where they're just going back and forth. But for Levi, just to end the Beast Titan, because the Beast Titan, like, he screams. Calls him out. Calls him out. And then the <laughs> next scene, bro, he's on the floor. <laughs> next scene, he kissed the floor, bro. That's sick. Like, you are the beast titan man you they, they the everyone the his warriors refer to him as the fuck his name that they give him chief. like a gifted one or something oh, chief no. oh, yeah chief it is something. the chief but the prodigy yeah. yeah yeah the generals call him a prodigy and that's because he he is he's actually a prodigy but i just fuck when he just when they're seen the split second and then he kisses the floor i was like bro it's not like this man i don't want to watch this fight man that's boring you know what though uh, I think maybe they plan. They've planned something. Maybe, maybe. I don't think the beast title would just stand there and get and get cut up like that, man. Get sliced there, yeah. There has to be something. He must have maybe already escaped. He might have just mm. his title might have just had been just standing there, and Levi didn't really, you know, thing, and he's already gone. But who knows? I just I don't think it'll be that easy to take him down. Yeah, surely. And now with Reiner active now, like you know, man, anything can happen now, man. And Reiner looks way different. Like he the, does. The Reiner's thing yeah. form. Yeah. He looks it's, very different. It's like he's more Reiner than the Titan. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be epic to see, man, because I the whole entire time, bro, I wasn't rooting for the Audians. I was rooting for the Malians the whole time. Really? Just because just cause I seen so much destruction. And then it just it took me over the edge when I seen that little kid. Um, this is the one that... Uh, that, uh, shit. Who's your favorite character? The one who keeps crying in? <laughs> Armin. Armin. Yeah. When Armin kind of has, there's a show where Armin looks and there's a little kid that's stuck, that's pretty much squashed between a rock, which is he's kind of half dead and he's kind of trying to say something. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, this is, this is, I hate seeing civilians, innocent people die. That's, that's the same feeling I had was the same feeling I had in my stomach when we first watched the first episode when the Colossus uh, Titan right. and, and then smash through and then the innocents were dying. Yeah. I just don't like having the innocence involved. And when I seen Colossal just go up and just, he pretty much destroyed <laughs> everyone by like fuse, like transforming. I was just like, bro, I just hate including civilians, but it's war, you know, when it comes to war, you die. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, but I think we should make this a, a weekly catch up. So I think with, with, for anime segment, we will squash in Attack on Titan. Oh, definitely um, have to, man. Because it's it's its last season, and um, it's the hottest anime out right now. Yeah. So yeah, for any manga readers out there, do not uh, spoil it for anyone else. And if you guys, um, and if you guys like Attack on Titan, feel free to let us know in our comments below. Mm. This will go up on uh, this segment will go up on YouTube definitely. Definitely. Yep. Definitely on YouTube. <laughs> Moving on to our last subject, and our last subject is. It's something that me and Simple love to discuss. Uh, I recently just got a Nintendo Switch Lite. 
a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, and one of the games that I was recommended to by Simba was Breath of the Wild, Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild. I was wanting a game to play on my Switch, and I was kind of in between certain games, and I was thinking either Pokemon or Breath of the Wild, but Simba had told me, yeah, Breath of the Wild, you'll absolutely love this game. Mm. So after taking his advice and just watching a ton load more in, like reviews on the game, just to see how great the game is, I don't think I've seen any bad reviews out there. Breath of the Wild is a game that um, right now is the current game I'm playing. And it's a game that I thoroughly enjoy. It's 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 really a game that I really really do enjoy. So getting into our topic is the pretty much the topic is Breath of the Wild. Is it any good in twenty twenty one? So I'm gonna pose that question to you first, Simba. So <clears throat> Breath of the Wild twenty in twenty twenty one. Do you think it's a game that has far exceeded your expectations? And if it has, how do you compare it to other games out there, especially the games that are next gen? Big story games like Assassin's Creed. How do you compare Breath of the Wild to any of those games? Man, I think, I think it's just one of those games that are timeless. Say, eh? you know, mm. it's one of those games that you can pick up like maybe ten years from now or anything, and it'll still be a really good game. Um, yeah, you know, with Zelda, like it's the it's the art style that's kind of like uh, that's kind of like really attractive. Um, man, just the 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 fact that the first thing like it's not really linear i love the fact it's that not... it's not linear like the the mm. story like yeah you have your main quest but man from the get-go from as soon as you like um you know unlock that first tower and do your first trial you're pretty much the world's yours man like you could go left right like you can go north or south like it doesn't matter where you go like um you can just explore and, and the whole area is open to you you know, there'll be occasional times where, like, you need to, like, you know, for example, when you go to the cold, like, um, um, when you go to the cold, like, you need to, uh, you know, cook something to make you, to be able to, um, to stand the cold. And so you don't lose any health. Yeah, don't lose any health. Um, but there's things like that, like, you know, that the fact that we, to, in order to get to the next area, all you need to do a little bit of problem solving is not locked behind, like, a series of quests. All you need to do is try and figure out, okay, so how can we get through this? Like, you know, there's um, food that you can cook. There's armor that you can acquire. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I like the fact that it's open. And the, the one thing that I really, really like about it, and this kind of sets it apart from, like, all the other games, is the fact that, you know, if you're playing Breath of the Wild and you see something and you think that you can do it, or you think mm -hmm. that it'll make sense to do this certain thing, it most likely will. Like, for example, I had to cross, like, like I think it was like a the 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 river or the stream was too powerful, so if I jumped in, like it'll take me across. Like mm. the fact that I could cut down a tree, the log would fall down, and I could use it as like a bridge to go yeah. to the outside. Like I was like, bro, I was, My I was really, I was really amazed at that. And another thing was that if you can put something, if you can light something on fire, you can use that as an updraft for your um for your glider. Glider, yeah. yeah and it's like all kind of like it's it's really amazing how intricate um the Small developers yeah and they've taken this into account so when you're you, when you're playing breath of the wild you're like thinking like man i wonder if i light this on fire you know i can use this for something you, you probably can and it probably does work <laughs> like i was just i was just amazed the fact that i could use a log just to cross 
to another island, like to like another thing. I just cut down the tree, the log fell down, and it landed like right across to the outside. And I just hopped on top and like you know crossed, mm. and that was cool, man. And like I said, like I got into a part where um, I think I'm near like the volcano side. Yeah, yeah, the mountain. Yeah, yeah, and like you know you can't go on there unless you have like armor or like you mix some like cook up something to help you withstand the heat and man mm. that's what I, I found out how to do it and man it's so cool and that's the one thing that sets it apart like you know you can have like your trials you can have your um you know side quests and that and, you know you always find something similar in another game that has that kind of stuff but yeah the other stuff is just amazing it's like physics is it physics no or just that just just common sense like i guess physics for the some of it is actually physics that work like the updraft and yeah they creates like because air rises creates an updraft yeah it's i agree with you man like a lot of the points that you bring up and stuff it's doing minuscule and detail those are the things that really make the game because mm-hmm. you think about it i mean graphics is not anything to to boast about in it no. but they i think they focus intently on the gameplay just for that yeah and oh, man it's, it's such a beautiful game like that's I think I would have regretted it if I had got Pokemon instead of Zelda. Yeah, I reckon I you would have too, yeah. But Zelda is, uh, man, it's... And the fact that I get to play it on my Nintendo Lite, and uh, it's it's not in, um, in docked mode, but handheld mode, it's it's much more of an intimate experience. And I think you said it yourself, you like to play it while you're watching like Netflix or just yeah. doing something on the side. I like to do the same thing, but I like to listen to music while I play. And I enjoy it that way, that way much more. But the the one thing that I really enjoyed about this game is it's the dungeons they're challenging. Yeah. I found them challenging. There's probably really smart people out there who found the dungeon not like really easy, but shit man, they really got my thinking cap on, especially when they got to to the big beast, the elephant oh, beast. Yeah. <laughs> I was stuck in there for almost two days. I think more than over two days I was stuck in there. I was the same That's... as you, man. I was the same as you. But you got out of before me, but and I, there's so many times that I was just, I just wanted to find, I was just going to look up online or go into Reddit to find how to get past it. But I thought to myself, man, I'm not going to enjoy the game that way. No. And it's funny because I came across that, but I, I came across beating that puzzle just by like a mistake. Yeah. Like, I'm so dumb, man. Like, I got, I'm so dumb. I just came by from a mistake. I didn't realize you can move the trunk yeah to elevate the levels for you to be able to get to certain like parts of the elephant. And I was like, my goodness. How did I not think of this? And it forces you to think outside the square. Yeah. So if you've completed this game without any help from the internet, you, my friend, you're really smart because it takes a smart person to beat this game. And I don't want to stand on the hill or die <laughs> on this hill and say that because it's it's a game that is, it is challenging. It is made for you to be challenged. It's for you to cook certain things, to survive in certain elements, for you to build certain uh, materials of, of, of gear. And certain type of weapons. It's a lot of the, it's a thinking thinking person's game, and that's the thing I like about it is that it's that is. it's it's hard. Like it's but I, I'm not playing it like the hard mode that you're playing it Simba. But even in just regular mode, man, I just find I <laughs> I still find that quite challenging, you know. And yeah. maybe that's because I, I was never like an like I was never really big into to like handheld games like lately. Like in the last one I had was my 3ds, but. I think I only played Smash and something else on it. I wasn't really like a... Mm. But I concur with you. Yeah. Breath of the Wild in 2021 
you're right. It's 10 years from now, this game will still be a masterpiece. Every one of those games that you could always come back to and keep playing. Definitely. And I think, like, you know, I recommend anyone who picks up a Switch, you definitely get this game first. It's it's the flagship game for the Switch, man. Like, it came out with the Switch. When uh, Switch first came out, was this this was their game? This was the game. Yeah, this was the game. And it came out, and everyone, the whole community just lost it, man, how good it was. And, yeah, it's still good to, in 2021. It's, it's, it's not behind, it wouldn't fall behind any games. It's probably at, at par or even above, like, most games that are still coming out. That are, Bro, you know, the, that are the reviews recent. have all been, t- like, I think IGN, get, or IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, I think GameSpot gave it a 10 out of 10. Like, it's, I couldn't find anything lower than 9. Yeah. And that's saying something. So this, this game... Like I said, graphics are not going to blow you out of the water. If you're going in there for graphics, then don't. But for pure gameplay, it's man. It's good. I think it's a. I think it's a masterpiece. So far, I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. Same as me. Excuse me. <laughs> Someone trying to mow lawn next door neighbors. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyways, we do you have any finishing remarks? But is there anything you want to bring up? Nah, nah. That's that's it, man. It's been a good yeah. good. Good, uh, good chat so far. It's been almost an hour, so yeah, yeah, man. Really good, that's really also, good podcast. Topic, good topics. That, uh, kind of covered a lot. There's also our aim as well. It's also to kind of, unless we have a guest on, we aim to keep our podcast around an hour mm. at the most. Just yeah. so you know, just, I mean, an hour is is enough. Is <laughs> enough Definitely. time for us to voice our opinions. And plus, for you guys, I know you guys don't want to sit there for three hours. I've seen a lot of podcasts <laughs> out there. Yeah, be me three hours, and sometimes I don't mind this podcast. But to, to to not keep you guys here any longer, we do aim to have our podcast at least an hour, the hour, the very the very longest. Mm. So yeah. Anyways, Simba, where can people find you if people are wanting to reach you, my friend? Uh, if you guys want to reach me, you can reach me at Simba Sensei underscore NG um, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And myself, if you want to reach me, you can reach find me on Instagram, Ricky Senpai underscore NG. Also on Twitter, Ricky Senpai NG as well. And on Facebook, nah, shit. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> I'm not going to give it on Facebook. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and on Twitch, on Twitch as well, um, I'm on Twitch as well. But there might be a discussion where my page will actually just become a Legion Gaming page. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like the sound of that, man. Yeah. <laughs> but also Nisian Gaming ourselves we are on Instagram so if you want to reach us anywhere reach us on our Nisian Gaming page first yep. so on, on Instagram it's Nisians Gaming um, also the same on Facebook as well Nisians Gaming and the same thing on Twitter is that right Simba? is that yep. the same on Twitter? Yep. Nisians Gaming so if you want to get hold of us feel free to come through there any news that you hear from us in terms of podcast announcement in terms of uh, videos coming out and just mm. more news Feel free to head on there. Also, our YouTube as well. Uh, yep. We are back up and running. We've we've had our first upload there, and that was last week's podcast where we talk yep. about our outlook um, on our, on on Asian gaming and what we want to do in the future. So please head on over to our YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, nice. press the like button, <laughs> and also share uh, your thoughts if you want to take anything regarding the podcast. Anyways, my name is Ricky Senpai. Thank you for joining us, and my friend. Simba Sensei. See you guys later. Sweet as. See you.